0: Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today.
1: Good morning, and welcome to Women Lead Radio, brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I'm Melissa Washington, your host of Women Veterans in Business. Our show topic today is team management in the federal government, and our leading lady today is Jennifer Volbrecht, Marine Corps veteran, president of J. Volbrecht Consulting. Good morning, Jennifer. Hello. Good morning, Melissa. Hey, I wanted to thank you for being the first guest on the Women Veterans um, in Business show. And in addition to this being my first show, we are also going to announce later on the show the three finalists of the Melissa Washington Small Business Award, and which I'm very excited about that, which we'll do a little bit later. So first, you served in the United States Marine Corps. I, I want to talk a little bit about your – what you did in the Marine Corps and then your transition. And then also, you know, we want to focus, too, on, on your business and what you're doing. And, um, of course, you know, we all have struggles, successes, and, you know, and talk more about that and, and your business and how your business is growing. Um, so first of all, just tell us a little bit about um, your time in the Marine Corps.
2: Sure, Yes, yeah. so I served in the Marine Corps from 2004 to 2009, and I was a CH-46 helicopter crew chief. I was, uh, I was stationed in San Diego the whole time uh, and deployed to Iraq in 2005 and 2006.
1: So you transitioned a little bit ago um, with that. So when you, when you were getting ready to go to the military, what, what was your idea of what you were going to do when you got out of the military?
2: Oh, gosh. Um, so I I got my bachelor's degree while I was still on active duty, and so I kind of, I knew I wanted to pursue a career in aerospace and defense, and um, so I I got my bachelor's degree, and then my uh, my command was actually, they were very helpful. They allowed me to go to job interviews and job fairs and things like that before I got out, so um, before I transitioned out, I think it was about six months before I transitioned out, I had a job offer from a defense contractor. And so that's where I kicked off my career when I got out of the Marines was in defense contracting.
1: So you started out as a contractor, and then you're working as a contractor. So what led you to want to be your own boss? Ah, I always have been
2: interested in entrepreneurship, and um, that was because so when I was in the Marines, and when I was working for the defense contractor, I always thought, gosh, I just wish that. I didn't have somebody telling me no all the time,
0: <laughs>
2: and I just really wish that I was, you know, making these rules for myself, and um, it really came to bear you know, in, in my career where I just felt like I was being held back a lot, and, um, you know, my supervisors and mentors saying, you know, slow down. Why are you going so fast, and don't be in such a hurry, and I thought, I'm not in a hurry. I'm just... You know, just trying to do the right thing aggressively. I don't know. Maybe I'm aggressive. Um, so uh, I took up. I I was brainstorming, I guess, trying to figure out what I wanted to do in my business and what I wanted my business to do. But I always kind of knew that I wanted to own and operate a business. So I um, I dreamt up this idea of Jay Volberg Consulting, where I could perform my own uh, project management tasks and. Um, and market that service back to the government. And, uh, and so that was, I guess, in 2017, I dreamed it up. And in 2019, I actually started the company.
1: So between 2017 of the dream and then actually, and executing, what, what were some of the steps that you had to take? And, and what are, some, are there some like lessons learned of maybe don't do it that way next time or this is a good way that I did it of starting a business?
2: Uh, for me, the reason that it took me two years to uh, dream it up and then to go do it was, um, you know, it, it all had to do with the risk of starting a business. So, you know, I'm, I'm a working mother of two. My husband works full time. And I just, I knew that I had a lot of responsibilities and bills to pay. And it really just felt like I was jumping off a cliff and I wanted to uh, cover my bases before I jumped off that cliff. So during the two years, I did a lot of, um, I don't know, journaling, <laughs> reflecting, talking to mentors. I talked to a lot of people about it. Um, and I talked to my husband about it and made sure that we both felt comfortable. Uh, we, you know, felt like we were in a position financially or in our, um, in our lives that we could do this and what the risks were. So I would say uh, understanding the risks, uh, talking to mentors and and asking them during that process, like, hey, will you help me hey, if if um, you know if I do this, will you help me? And uh, that was one of the biggest things I think that that helped, that was my launching off point was that when I actually made the leap was that I did have a lot of help and support both at home and
1: um, and through my mentors. And that's that's such a critical piece too. I think a lot of women should remember too is having that whether mentorship also having the family support talking to your family about it because it's not just you right that's so also your family as we start our businesses you know having our family um, part of that and taking into consideration because you are a mom so and I'm sure you're mm-hmm. leveraging taking them to events and school and you have all this plus your business plus you know so it's so how do you how how does one you know so if someone's listening right now it's like oh my gosh I I I feel just like Jennifer I've got you know I've got my kids and I'm taking this risk what what advice would you give her besides of course having the mentorship but also too you know having the the family it, for me
2: it was like having that strong support system at home
1: mm-hmm.
2: and you know it started with me and my husband uh, we're lucky enough to live in town with other family members, uh, my parents, his parents, and we have we have just a really strong support system here at home. So uh, for me it was just knowing that I had a lot of people to rely on. And, um, you know, when I started the business, I was thinking, oh, I'm not going to be commuting anymore, I'm going to be working at home, you know, life is going to be so flexible. So um, I was able to enjoy that and enjoy uh, giving my children I guess opportunities that they didn't have before uh, when I was commuting, like you know sports and after school activities were you know before they were just in daycare until six p m when I got home from work. So it was a big life change for them and for us as a family unit.
1: Absolutely. so with starting your business, so um, how did you go about that how did did you already have your name as far as your company name? And then you, then from that, then once you decided that, then did you decide, okay, am I going to be a C corp, S corp, LLC? Because those are always all the questions, right, that we so get caught up in. What am I going to do about that?
2: Yeah. So the name, I mean, J Volbert Consulting is uh, maybe not that creative, but <laughs> I wanted to, <laughs> to, um, I guess, just represent, you know, my industry, and I didn't really want to come up with a, you know, like a like a trademark type of name. I didn't feel, I don't know, creative enough. So I just went with the name. Um, I talked to an accountant and uh, and business formation advisor when I was figuring out to come up with um, an S corporation was what we landed landed on. Um, and so there was a lot of questionnaires, you know, what, what type of business, how are your services going to be provided, and that all uh, landed us into S corporation space.
1: Which makes total sense and I'm glad you mentioned as far as the accountant, you know, and that's one of the things too. We always have to remember what may work for you or me or someone else may be different for someone. So we always have to make sure it it works with us and what we're, the service we're providing as far in our business. um, That is such a key point. Um, to make sure that we're getting set up correctly as a business. Um, but now we're yeah. going to take a quick moment to recognize one of our sponsors and partners. Uh, Women Lead Radio is brought to you by Connected Women of Influence and our partner, Microsoft. The Microsoft mission is to empower every person and organization on the planet to achieve more. Microsoft believes technology is a powerful force for good, and we are working to foster a sustainable future where everyone has access to the benefits and opportunities created by technology, Microsoft believes technology can and should be a powerful force for good and that meaningful innovation can and will contribute to a brighter world, big and small ways. Thank you for your support, Microsoft, and to all of our sponsors and partners. All right, so we're back to Women Veterans in Business, and with us today is Jennifer Volbrecht, and she was just sharing with us as far as the the starting and the setting up of her business. So now you've got your business set up, you're starting. So are you going after... Focused on the federal side, right, the, of the of the business, right, the government piece. What are you yes. looking at? How are you how are you going with that? Are you are you wanting you know? And I know a lot of people when they want to go with the federal government, they want these big contracts. I mean, wh- what was your target? What were you looking to to get set up with as far as the federal government?
2: So uh, the first thing that I focused on was uh, was teaming as a subcontractor. And I knew who the clients were going to be, and I knew that because I had ten years experience in the industry. So I found a company who was already doing business with my potential clients, and I said, "Hey, I've got this skill set, and um, I'd like to be you know a, a subcontractor under you." And because of my network and you know who I had in my in my mentorship um, or as my mentors, that set me up with my first year of subcontract opportunities. And that was, uh, you know, I'm the CEO of the company. I was also the first billable employee. So I shopped my resume around. I got about a year's worth of contracts. And uh, before I knew it, we were getting requests for more work. Hey, can you do this? Hey, can you do that? And my first response was always yes, 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 until I reached capacity and said, hey, I would love to help you with this, but I need to add a team member. And uh, then it was all downhill from there. So I hired my first employee and <laughs> <in, laughs> started the business in May of 2019 and ha- hired my first employee of, in October of the same year. And um, I say it was all downhill from here from there because then, you know, we get more requests. Hey, can you get someone for this? And can you get someone for that? And so now we're up to um, 11. I've got 11 team members. I've contracted an employee. And, um, and we have expanded. We have 19 current uh, active projects. But it began with myself, you know, getting on as a subcontractor. And then you start to grow from there where you get, um, you get to know the clients in the federal market as a small, women-owned, service-disabled, veteran-owned, minority-owned business. They can uh, do set-asides to you. And so you can get small um, set-aside projects and eventually grow your way into larger pursuits or um, teaming on larger pursuits. And that's kind of where I'm at now with a team of 11 and, um, and I'm getting ready to uh, work on a joint venture and some larger teaming opportunities. And yeah, I've got only three years under my belt, but we've been moving pretty quickly in the industry. So start. I, I highly advise going into the federal contracting market as starting as a subcontractor. Uh, because going in uh, direct to the federal government when you're a brand-new company can be not only very intimidating, um, but it's also very hard to check all those boxes with the federal government and to be competitive when you're first starting out.
1: You know, that's that's a great way to go. I mean, that's great advice you gave because you go in as you as a person but as a business, and then, I mean, look at that. Now you're what? How many employees you have just in a few years? Um, you know, most people mm-hmm. they they struggle with that. They want to go in already with a team of you know ten, eleven, twelve. but you just go with one, and now you're expanding. And now you're gonna you know you're gonna be expanding even more. And then you also bring up also too about the benefits of being certified as a woman, a, you know service disabled veteran owned and minority business right because of those set asides. And do you feel that that's been um, to help you with your success, right, to be able to have those set-asides, not only just have the set-asides, but that you qualify. So had you not qualified, do you think you would have gotten that business? So the one
2: thing that um, that I note about the certifications is that, of course, I think they're good to have. And I think that for my company um, starting out, no one knew who I was or what my certifications were. And I started to build the client base. And so now three years into operating the business, now that I have value, now that I have past performance, and now that I have uh, clients and client retention, now they're saying, okay, how can we take advantage of these certifications? But I say, Mm. you know, coming in cold and being certified is not going to just win you projects. (laughs) You have to have the experience, the past performance. Um, you You have to lead with your value. And then the certification start to really come into play.
1: And again, I'm I'm glad you said that because I speak with a lot of other business owners who have all those boxes checked, and they expect that the business is just going to come to them because of that. Um, right. And and you bring up a great point. It doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, some may lucky and get it that way, but it doesn't work. It's it's business, right? You got to start to build those relationships and and having that. So if, so if there is someone that's listening right now and they're like, oh, my gosh, again, you know, they might be where you were in the beginning of having this idea, um, what's the best way to someone that could, they can get connected with you? Uh, so I'm on LinkedIn, and I'm at Jennifer
2: Volbrecht, or there's J. Volbrecht Consulting. We have a LinkedIn page. My uh, business website is jvc-inc.com.
1: Perfect, and we'll have a link there on um on the website to to show all that information, but just in case anyone's listening and they want to connect with you right away to to learn more you know to learn more about what you're doing so and and i and i and I know you so and I know you are too also a mentor, you're a giver, and you want to help others um too so I know if anyone wants to reach out and just for you to be able to share your experience. So, so what's next for you? So we're, you know, we're almost at the, you know, the end of the government fiscal year. What's, what's, what's planned for, for upcoming for you? So uh, I kind of mentioned earlier,
2: I'm getting ready to join a joint venture. And so that's part of the, um, the Small Business Administration has a mentor-protege program. And so I've teamed with a, a larger business. It's it's under the all-smalls program, so they're still technically a small business, but much larger than J. Bobert Consulting. And so we will be undergoing a mentorship and joint ventures and going after some, um, some bigger projects and some new customers, and I'm looking to scale my headcount here. Uh, this year we went, like I said, from 3 to 11, so that was crazy, crazy painful and, and good, all at the same time, but we're looking to continue to
1: grow our headcount and grow our client base. And so, again, someone might be listening. What type of what type of people do you hire? Oh, so we hire project managers and project controls, uh, risk
2: managers, schedulers, uh, cost analysts, and um, and then of course my back office administrators. Um, uh, bookkeepers and things like that.
1: And it's also, too, with the way you set up your business, you don't need a brick and mortar, correct?
2: Correct. Yeah, we're 100% virtual.
1: And that definitely helps keep the overhead low, um, being able to be virtual on your team and having yeah. that with that. So, so another thing, and um, and I know we have some probably some very anxious listeners, which I wanted to get into a little bit to talk mm-hmm. about is um, our small business award, um, which we want to talk a little bit about. Um, so, for those of you that are listening that may not be not familiar with, so um, a few years ago I started a Women Veterans Giving, uh, which is a nonprofit, and one of our primary focuses is to help women that are looking to start or expand their businesses and to be able to infuse some cash directly into their business. And to date, we've awarded over $15,000 to women veterans to do that. And um, Jennifer was our awardee a couple years ago, and congratulations on that. So before I get into what happened after that, so how did that change having that infusion of cash into your business? How did that change your business? So
2: it was a combination. It wasn't just the cash influx. It was also the the ability to market that. That you know this company is competitive, right? So we you know, it was a competitive grant, and so I really used that leverage. Um, but uh, specifically, the grant monies were extremely helpful. I was able to bring on uh, three interns through the the DoD SkillBridge program. So I was able to get three. Uh, transitioning veterans working for the company, and they were training under me for their project management professional certification. And in the meantime, I got to um, I got to mentor them as they got out of the military, and they also uh, got to provide me with some very valuable business documents like a proposal template, and um, and help with my bookkeeping and invoicing processes. So they were writing processes. They were doing. Um, uh, Business development for me, and all kinds of things uh, throughout the year. So having those three interns that were that came from the grant monies uh, just really helped us step up our game in marketing and in back office operations, which helped to launch. As I was the winner in 2020, and so our growth curve really, really took off in 2021, and and also 2022. So that the grant monies were. I think, a game changer in terms of being able to bring on more people and then also organizing my marketing strategy.
1: How smart, right? You, you took that and look how much mm-hmm. that just even expanded, not just money-wise but just business-wise, and that very, mm-hmm. very smart with that. And, um, and I just want to share the quick story about, the, the, when you, when you won this because, so it's 2020, right? And the, we're in the middle of COVID. There's no contact. Um, and we decided to still to proceed with, you know, granting the, the small business award. And so we did everything on Zoom for the first time. And we had our finalists. Everybody was online. And then of course everyone watching and, um, Jennifer was online. And so behind the scenes, I had planned um, to have someone else come to Jennifer's door to knock on the door right when we announced her name to present her with one of those big checks. Well, unbeknownst to us, not long before that, <laughs> Jennifer moved. <laughs> so, I mean, that was so great. And, um, and I so appreciate Destiny, the one um, she... We found out where you your new address, and she was able to get that check to you within, I don't know, probably like half hour, or 45 minutes, or whatever it was. But it was it was so it was it was. Fun to to add that piece on because that was just something totally unexpected. Um, and you had your I don't think I don't even if you had furniture yet in your new house where she went to give you. the no, it was
2: mo- it was moving day, so we had moved <laughs> that exact
1: day. <laughs> ah, that was yeah, one of one hate. of my
2: favorite memories because it was so I guess spontaneous. I didn't know someone was going to be at the door that I had to tell anyone I was moving that day. Um, it was a real fun memory. <laughs> yes,
1: it was. It was it was good stuff. So from that, uh, we've now created a uh, committee uh, for our small business award, and Jennifer, you chaired the committee or our chairwoman, and, and thank you so much for for steering that. I mean, your your project management skills um, definitely uh, play a great factor into that because you've been very much on point, on task with our committee members and getting the application out there and having all the committee members review the application. Um, and you know, we received a good amount of applications from. And you want to just kind of just give an overview, of kind of um, the types of applications um, that you received, and uh, you know, and your and just kind of your your thoughts and experience of reviewing these applications. Yes. So I was very impressed. We received a lot of
2: applications from all the companies. I mean, I wanted to call all of them and partner with all of them. I was like, wow, there's some really talented. Uh, female veteran entrepreneurs out here running profits and bookstores and book publishing, uh, professional services, health and wellness. So there were a lot of industries represented, a lot of, uh, like I said, nonprofits. And and what I was really impressed about was all the nonprofits were not – they weren't all veteran-related. So these, these ladies, they just want to give back to their own community. So there were a lot that had to do with education and um, homelessness, and, um, you know, there were a lot of community services represented in the group of applicants.
1: So I was very impressed. Absolutely. And I, I'm sure that made a difficult decision or difficult as you all were, you know, rating all the different sections on the um the application. So um, and one of the things too that we added this year is for those applicants that um, are interested is we um, partnered them with the score counselor, um, which you know it's a great opportunity for women to get more assistance in their in their business. I know we had pretty much the majority of the women that did complete the application were interested and we have since now partnered them with the Score Counselor. Um, there, so always, you know, every year, looking to additional ways we can help um, our, our applicants, um, and also too, they can um, they can apply again next year. So it's one of those things where, hey, if, if you're not a finalist or you didn't, you know, weren't, just please continue to to apply um, for that. It's it's important um, too that we continue to do this, and you know, our fundraising efforts help us as far as determine how much money we're gonna have to be able to, to grant um, to the um, one individual. So this year, it's a, uh, we have a unique um, experience happening this year. Usually we give the um, award is presented our annual unconference, um, which we did October last year in Las Vegas. Um, but with unconference, are going to every other year, so it, it wouldn't happen until next year. So, but we made a decision, we still wanna give the small business award out every um, year. So uh, what we decided is that we um, are going to announce, well, of course, the three finalists today. But with that, so instead of having them come out to um, our unconference, we've partnered with another organization, Business Beyond the Battlefield Conference, um, which isn't going to be in Arlington, Texas, in October. And so during lunchtime there, we are going to share information about our three finalists, about our program, and then we are going to announce the winner. So in addition to having our three finalists there, they're also going to be able to partake in the three days of business-to-business networking, educational experience for military-connected entrepreneurs. So again, you know, just adding the additional resources to help our women entrepreneurs so with that, um, Jennifer, I'm going to hand it over to you to announce our three finalists.
2: Yay, yes, thank you. Um, the committee, first of all, is a huge list for the committee. And I'm lo- really looking forward to meeting these finalists out in Texas in October. And um, so the three finalists are uh, Jacqueline Garrick with Whistleblowers of America. Sean. Yay, yeah, yay, Jacqueline um sean barnwell with sean barnwell events woo-hoo. and the last woo-hoo. and the last finalist is stacy bullock with ordered steps which is a non organization
1: awesome awesome i'm sure all the three ladies i'm sure they're listening and i'm sure they're jumping for for joy um about yes. that and and we will definitely be in touch with them to to give them, you know, additional information as far as, you know, logistics, um, you know, getting out to um to Texas for that. And and I um, Jennifer, again, I want to thank you and your in your committee, your team for for all the hard work that they put into getting the um the applications reviewed, the you know, the process cuz it it does take time and we you know, and that's much appreciated because it is volunteering, right? Um to, yes, to do all volunteer. And I will say, as, you know, as I
2: was grading the, all of the applications, I wasn't sure who the winner was going to be. And it wasn't until I was able to compile all the scores from the committee that we realized, oh, okay, these applicants are, are uh, rising to the top. So I could not have done it without the committee.
1: Most definitely. Most definitely. Well, very good. Is there anything that you wanted to um, leave our listeners with? Um,
2: I guess the only thing is, uh, you know, if anyone is able to be at the at the Beyond the Battlefield conference in Arlington, Texas, I think it's October fifth through October seventh. Uh, we would love to meet you. We'd love to meet all the other applicants and other uh, veteran business owners.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And there's more information on the um, on our website, Women Veterans Alliance, but also the Business Beyond the Battlefields for those that come and register, because um, we're probably even going to have a meet up. Um, there that evening. So if anyone's in that area, um, stay connected. But it's definitely a great conference for uh, women entrepreneurs um, to definitely connect with. Awesome. Jennifer, I want to um, truly thank you for being on my first show um, on the Veterans in, in Business. And then also, too, is a nice treat that we got. It, it worked out perfectly for us to announce the three um, the three finalists for our small business award, and I also want to thank all of our listeners, both in the U.S. and internationally. And believe it or not, we are an international show, so I know we've got um, people that are listening from all over the world uh, to this radio show. Um, and after our show today, you can listen to Women Lead Radio on all subscription podcasts, specifically Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Um, we are expanding quickly to a daily radio show and podcast. So for now on. Uh, we'll be back again for live Woman Lead Radio on Mondays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time. Um, so again, Jennifer, and congratulations to um, Jackie, Sean, and Stacy, who are three Small Business Award finalists. And it has truly has been um, my pleasure to be your host today. And thank you all for listening. And have a splendid week thank you so
0: much everyone Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence the premier private membership organization where like focused business business-to-business executive and professional women connect collaborate and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations resources and professional relationships for more information about Connected Women of Influence please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com.